Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell, Real True Stories. May the narrative be with you. Hello. 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 Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. Yes, and the thing that happened to us that we certainly had not planned on and certainly did not expect was that in the year 2013, I had cancer. That's right. And that really kind of knocked us for a loop. And uh, I had surgery, and then I had radiation. Hey, yeah, And radiation. the radiation yeah. almost killed me. It was the worst. You know that thing in The Princess Bride? It's called the life-sucking machine. The, the torture machine, <laughs> and they can send it to suck, like, yeah. a year out of this your is, life? Or... This is what radiation was like for Lawrence. And I could see his light just going out and getting dimmer and dimmer. At the end of radiation, I was I was sleeping maybe 20 hours a day, and I was just I was just so weak, and I was just barely, barely, barely hanging on. You know, at the night, I would reach over and put my hand on his chest just to make sure that he was still breathing. Yeah. So I never thought that I was going to die. I mean, there's no reason why I shouldn't have thought that, but I just couldn't really go there. But Lynn certainly thought that I was going to, yeah, and was that was really it. hard for her. I, I thought, I didn't think I was gonna die, I thought that I was just never gonna get better, that I was just always gonna feel like that. Right. But, you know, they say that cancer is a team sport, right? And I have to say that in some ways, even though I'm the one that was sick, I think that the cancer experience was tougher for Lynn than it was for me, because all I had to do was hang on and keep breathing and stay alive, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was really tougher for me, but it was definitely gave me a taste of what life might be like without Lawrence. Yeah. And so we really needed something Something to hang on to. Something to give us a glimmer you know, of hope. That light at the end of the tunnel. Something that was a hope for the future. Right, something to live for. And I don't know who thought of it first or how it came up. I, I just really well, don't remember you that. you know, and maybe it's because we watched a lot of Disney on Sunday night. When, when we were children, right. Yeah. But somehow, we decided that... When we got through this, when we got to the other side, when we, got through. we were going to go to Paris and we were going to kiss at the top of the Eiffel Tower. That was like the most romantic thing. Right? And that became our goal in life, right? Just held on to and just got to hang on. But you know, when we talked about it, it was almost like a joke. Right. You know, it was just, it was like a fairy tale that we were making up. I mean, we never thought that we would travel to Europe, right? No, that was like for rich here. people. Yeah. We, we didn't have that. You know, our idea of going on vacation is, is going to the Silver Sands and right. Rockaway for the weekend. You know, where you can take your dog. Right, right, right. <laughs> but somehow this thing just kept coming up, you know? When we get through this, we're going to go to Paris and kiss at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And then, you know, the next thing? We were in Paris. It was the summer of 2014, and there we were in the city of light, the city of love. It was wonderful. And Paris was so 
freaking beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was. We had this great little apartment in the. We had an Airbnb in in the Marais in the fourth arrondissement. Right. And <laughs> just two blocks off of Rue Saint Anthony. And everything was so. I mean, I just I was so shocked by how beautiful everything was. I mean, just even the flowers in the flower pots outside the building and, and the colors. Everywhere the you went, there were these outdoor cafes yeah, and with people these beautiful sitting and, and drinking and chatting with their friends. And one night we were sitting there at one of those beautiful cafes and it was July and the weather was perfect and the moon was full and it was rising over the silhouettes of the buildings. It was like a freaking movie, you know? It was like a dream. We were living in a dream. Right. So the next day, we decided to get on the hop-on, hop-off tourist bus. You know, which is the best way to see any big city. That would take <laughs> us to the Eiffel Tower, right? And we drove all over the it city. Was great. And we saw Notre Dame, and we saw the Louvre, and we, we drove the down the Champs Elysees, you know. and we saw the Arc de Triomphe, but we did not stop at any of those places. No, we just, we just you know, waited. observed <laughs> from the bus because we had a destination. We were going to the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, Tower, right? We were on a mission. Right. And then all of a sudden, there we were, and there was the tower, Ooh. and it was just, it Magnificent. was just. Huge. It was mythic, you know. Mythic, and, right. And, and we get off the bus and we approach the tower, and at each of the four corners, the tower is. Oh, there's is millions set. of people. I mean, thousands of people. Right. Yeah. So at each corner, there's a way in and an elevator up, and at three of the four corners, there's a line of people Maybe waiting. Maybe three hours long if you got on the line. Right. Really. Serious. And at the fourth corner, there's very few people, and so we say, well, let's let's, let's go over there. Right. So of course, we find out that the reason there's no line at the fourth corner is because the elevator is not running there. If you want to go in at the fourth corner, you have to take the stairs. Right. You still have to pay. You right. Still have to pay. Five euro each to walk uh, 669 steps up to the second right. level. And there we are. And they also told us, oh, sorry, the top of the Eiffel Tower is actually closed right now. Right. And we say, well, is that like all day or how does that work? And she says, well, it kind of depends on how many people are up there. And we open and close it accordingly. Right. So we decide we're going to buy the tickets and we're just going to walk up. The 669 stairs. Right. Now, I'm a lot better than I yeah. was, but I'm still pretty sick and still pretty weak and, and not really feeling strong. And we hadn't really thought about walking no. up the steps of the Eiffel that Tower. I thought we would take the elevator, but here we were, and all of a sudden it was like a quest, you know? It was like, well, let's do this. So we pay our five euro and we go in and we start walking up and the steps are numbered, right? And and it's just it's, in case you were wondering. It's three hundred and thirty-nine steps to the first level, and by twenty steps, I'm already tired. Right. So we stop and we kiss. Right, because we decided that. You know, we're just going to do our best, and we'll get as high as we can, and we'll kiss there, right? It's so, magnificent inside the Eiffel Tower, though. It's like you're inside a machine. There's the pulleys of the elevators constantly going, and 
there's this ironwork, big open spaces, so it's like you can see. Right, it's like fretwork, right? So you're, you're in so this tower amazing. and it's made of iron, but it's but it's open and airy, and it's like it's made of light. It's it's like it's made of magic. It's just it is, it you know, and it's magical. this this technology from 1889. This was the highest tech building in the world at that time, and and it, it just has this this legendary magical quality and to it. And in the meantime, we're resting at the 20th step, and people are coming and going. I mean, some people are running up the stairs, right. you know, and it's yes. like, okay. Yes. So we keep going and we keep going and at every step you're higher and higher and at, at every point you can see out all around and, We even and saw a little hidden castle that you couldn't see from anywhere else except for up inside the Eiffel Tower. You can't see it until you get above the trees and you look stuff. down and you see it hidden in there. So as we're approaching the first level at 339 steps, I'm feeling very weak and shaky and having kind of a low blood sugar episode. But fortunately, I have in the pocket of my backpack, I have a cliff bar. Yes, the trusty that I have cliff bar. All over Europe. And, uh, and he just sits down there on the floor. It's not like there's a lot of seating and benches and stuff. He just sits on the floor, he eats the cliff bar, and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm pushing him too much, you know. I'm right. But now much. this is strange, right? Because just like I never thought I would die, right? So now here we are in the Eiffel Tower, and and I'm I'm thinking, like, gee, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I can do but this. But we're, we're going to make it. And Lynn's like, that is, you know, failure is not an option. We are going <laughs> to the top of the Eiffel fucking Tower. That's right. about 100 pounds during this process, so I could easily carry him, you know, really. <laughs> That's right, yes, yes. <laughs> so so we, keep we keep walking, we keep going, and so it's 339 steps to the first level, and it's another 321 steps, Ooh, I think. Doing the math. I don't know, mental math. It's 669 steps total to the second level. And at the second level, from there, you have to take the elevator you up to the top. The stairs, there are stairs, but you're not allowed to use them. Uh-huh. We get to the second level, and it's just people, just Oh, camp. yeah, we thought it was crowded on the ground. Oh, Here, man. it's just like, I mean, really, there's right. just like just, body contact. Okay? Yes, and but they people. tell us that they have opened the top, that it is yeah. possible. You have to stand online for about an hour to buy another ticket to take the elevator, but the top is yeah. open. And more money. That's six more euros right. each, right. But the people up there, I mean, it's jam-packed. It's just body to body, and you hear Turkish and Chinese and Italian and, and French and Spanish and, 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 and German so and Norwegian. So we wait and wait and wait and we finally get our chance and we get in the elevator and we go up to the very top of the Eiffel Tower. We get up to the top of the Eiffel Tower and it's just amazing and we see the champagne bar. Right. At the top there's a little champagne bar where they sell the world's most expensive (laughs) champagne. (laughs) I don't know if you can see these little plastic flutes here. But they, they probably hold about four ounces, three ounces of champagne each, 16 euro. Each. Each. Right. Each. But you know, they're 
Eiffel Tower. Yeah, what are you going to do? Go somewhere else? <laughs> trying to do the selfie like this, and that's not going so good. And this young woman, who I think was German or Scandinavian, just comes up and she takes our camera, and she takes our picture, and we drink our champagne, and then we, we start to kiss. And in that moment... Oh, in that moment, it all just comes bubbling up. All the feelings that we've been having for the past year. The joy and the desperation. We were crying and we're laughing and... And my knees are shaking. It was cathartic. We're just having this very emotional moment and it's like... It's like we had this dream together and now it's coming true and we're living that dream and I just felt so much gratitude and so oh, much love. Oh, so thankful. And it was like the world stopped. All those people just melted away. It was and almost like the very first time that we kissed when we met right. under the mistletoe. Right. And, and, and we're kissing and kissing and we're, and we're crying and, you know, tacking the tears in our little champagne glasses. <laughs> That's why we brought them home. <laughs> and finally I said, thank you so much for sticking with me and for loving me and being with me and helping me so much in this last year. And then I said, thank you for not dying. <laughs> <laughs>